0: asking eve the regular podcast brought to you by emily and lara the mother-daughter
1: duo behind advancing eve our podcast series will bring you a variety of conversations with girls and women who are just like us and you making their way through life we hope you enjoy guys and welcome back to another episode of the Asking Eve podcast. Today my mum and I are joined in the loft with Lorna Baird. Um, We met Lorna through Edinburgh Innovations which is the commercial kind of arm of my university which is the University of Edinburgh and during mine and Lorna's first meeting she talked a lot about her story and I was very inspired and I think I came off the meeting and I phoned my mum straight away and I was like I i'm ecstatic because I, I got up quite early to talk to you for me it was like 9 a.m and that, that's very early yeah, for and that i was like i'm so gonna be so tired but i had so much energy after speaking oh, to you and can i just say that is very
0: unusual you know she you're so controlled for the most part i was sort of taken aback at how enthused she was so it's very genuine
1: oh. yeah um so i knew from that moment that i definitely wanted to have you on a podcast episode at some point to tell a story that inspired me and also just because your personality is very enthusiastic and you know um so I thought it would be, you'd be a great guest so we've asked you here today to talk about um one your career and your general story but when you were promoted into a job that wasn't quite right for you how you dealt with that and how you worked alongside that challenge with some personal challenges at the same time um and that's topic of this podcast and we hope that you learn something from it and the kind of focus is taking back control of your your life your um your journey and not letting other things get in the way yeah
0: perfect so welcome to the loft and as a mum thank you very much for having such a positive influence on my daughter (laughs) i really appreciate it um so yeah let's start at the beginning and i'll ask you to tell us a bit about yourself where you're based and how would you describe yourself what a lovely introduction, Lara. Thank
2: you so much. <laughs> I'm smiling away here, uh, everybody, and uh, uh, maybe get that sort of sense that, that I'm very smiley. In fact, I was thinking about that coming uh, down from Edinburgh today, is that I remember um, in my first day at primary school being told off for laughing too much. <gasps> Can you believe that? But that that probably sums me up. I'm, I'm really <laughs> smiley and... Uh, I like a good laugh and uh
0: what's life without a laugh exactly (laughs)
2: exactly um so uh, yeah I I mean I I get my energy from being with other people you know that's my my thing I'm a people person
0: lockdown must have been a challenge oh
2: totally Mm. I found that a real struggle uh not just not being with the team and being able to see people Yeah. yeah and I think it's a real skill being able to get that energy and that uh, across in a Microsoft Teams session. Yeah, I
1: definitely can't do it. I don't think I don't think I can get my energy across on a uh, on a call. No. It's quite hard. Isn't Unless it? the person's bringing it out on me, like yourself, when we had our call with some of the mine, I'm just like very tired. It's, it's not... definitely more challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I think for me what it is is I'm really interested in people you know that I want to find out more and you know I get excited about that and I think that that can come across and people get motivated because they want to
1: tell you because you're being excited by the reaction Yeah, yeah of
2: course so that's been really nice but
1: what was the question
2: again? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, where are
0: you based and what, are, what do you do? Sure,
2: sure. So uh, I'm a student enterprise manager at Edinburgh University and we sit within Edinburgh Innovations, which, as Lara mentioned, is a commercialisation. Um, uh, a company for the university and um, I lead a team of seven executives, enterprise executives and we also have a team of student ambassadors and really our role is to inspire our students to think about setting up businesses but also to support them to the next level, to actually set something up. So um, I absolutely adore my job, love it because um, so many elements of it i've got a great team fantastic team but it's fantastic being able to work with young people mm-hmm. again i get my energy from that <laughs> they want to change the world you know they, they, they think it and then they do it uh-huh, you know it's like yeah. you lara with advancing <laughs> eve and, yeah yeah
0: you know think it and do it uh, absolutely yeah uh, we went for a walk last night and we were talking about advancing eve and um the legalities of the the company required like names on paperwork and everything and we were talking about how Lara's name's not mentioned in certain aspects of that and I was reflecting on that when I was like going that do you know something that is horrendous because really this is Lara wanting to change things and almost am going along for the ride it really, it's the other rewrite. Uh, yeah, but you yeah. know, and it's because she just, she's young and she does and she wants to change things and she absolutely will. The driving force yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when we met, And I heard
2: about Advancing Eve, I was so excited because I could see how important that is. Oh, well, we knew it was important in terms of supporting female entrepreneurship at Edinburgh. And we were looking for ways of expanding that. And when it was, it was just great to meet up with people that had the same vision and purpose around that space. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you were a University of Edinburgh student Startup, as well yeah. I mean it was just tick, perfect tick. <laughs> exactly yeah. so you know really um, super excited about being able to partner with you to to uh, run some programs mm-hmm. about supporting people. Yeah, yeah absolutely so that was really exciting yeah. so that's where I'm at at the moment I actually live in Kelso or four miles outside Kelso but based in Edinburgh with my yeah. work um, so we moved down to the borders about 10 years Years ago Originally from the west coast Um, But love it love being able the to borders.
1: yeah absolutely yeah. love the borders well, she so can quite easily get up to Edinburgh, Edinburgh. as well it's so accessible it's good... yeah, it,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah it definitely is now yeah. very much so <laughs> yeah so um, you're really bubbly and very enthusiastic and I'm I'm really heartbroken for you that your memory from day one at primary school is that you were told off <laughs>
2: laughing <laughs> it obviously didn't you know, did oh, me yeah. Did yeah. stop me. didn't stop me
0: you were laughing at the side of your face at that one um, have you found that to be an asset to you within your career I know um, certainly I found because I think I'm probably quite up there on that scale as yeah, well yeah. people have said things to me like you know you have to rein it in you've got to conform like you've got to uh, you know
1: um, act more professional.
0: Act more profe- and I'm like eh, I'm that, that, professional or am I just enthusiastic and bubbly yeah. H- how has it been for you for me
2: uh, I, I've always seen it as a positive yeah. because again um i think what you're showing through that is your passion and your energy and your sort of can-do
0: attitude mm-hmm.
2: so i've never um i've never experienced it being a negative for me mm-hmm. uh so
1: oh that's interesting yeah i think yeah. that's it's reassuring that it's not a negative Definitely. for everyone. yeah, yeah. yeah. and
2: yeah. i i think it's it's about a mindset as well is that you know i'm i have a very sort of forward-looking positive mm-hmm. mindset and I think that comes across in how I am so I would never change myself yeah just because someone had said that's oh not quite right, that's yeah. or that's not professional what's well, professional yeah you know, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah absolutely and you know I'm 45. And I've only just kind of got to the point of realizing that actually I don't have to change myself, but I wish I'd realized that, you know, oh, absolutely. a long, longer than.
2: Yeah. Well, gone. I'm 55 <sighs> and, you know, I'm probably most comfortable now, now in my own skin than I've ever been before. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that, I suppose that confidence comes with age and experience, yes. which is nice. But, um, but yeah, I think it's about being authentic mm-hmm. um, and, And been able to show that to others, you know, I I lead a team. I want my team to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. that, you know, they can be themselves as opposed to conforming to what you know, someone else and you know, potentially it's
0: a male huh. it's a male perception yes. to,
1: yes. you know. what's professional
0: and what's not yeah exactly so, um, I have just very recently embarked on a mentoring experience with a fantastic woman who's um, achieved great career success and um, she also is very very bubbly uh, and you would never think you'd never align her role and the organisation with a really bubbly personality and she said in our first session you know, people said, "Oh, you, you're really, you know, you're really funny, and you're 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 a good laugh, and you're so bubbly." But sometimes it makes us think that you're not smart enough to do the job. And uh, and I was I was really honoured that she shared that with me, and I thought, well, that that's brave that she would. Um, and actually, like, my goodness, that actually is something that I have felt as well myself. Have mm-hmm. you ever thought that people have made an assumption about how intelligent, smart, capable you are because you're bubbly and enthusiastic and
2: not really. Uh I've you know I suppose someone would need to have actually said, said that it. to me yes. for me to sort of take it on
0: board. Yeah, yeah. But uh I've never had that feedback. You've never had that vibe that they've been like yeah. making an assumption. Yeah. Yeah. No. no that, good, not. good. So well, it's maybe a good that's a positive I don't know. Yeah. Good ah, thing for yeah, me, yeah. yeah. But maybe I've just been completely oblivious ah, to it. And yes. just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> laughing anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steamroller <Still> <laughs> <down. Get> <laughs> that's the better way to be yeah. <laughs> um so you mentioned that right now you work with um the sort of social enterprise version part of the edinburgh innovations hub so your career before that was very relating to social enterprises what do you think made you love social enterprises before they were the next business trend you know everyone i know yeah. setting one up what made you love them from Yeah,
2: back then I think it's it's about aligning your own values with it. You know, when I graduated from university, um, I was at Strathclyde Uni. Is that if I had known about social enterprise or if it had been a thing then? Because you you know that's a long time ago. (laughs) Um, If if that had been there I would have gravitated towards that but Mm -hmm. I just didn't know at that time and what I did gravitate towards was actually what I ended up working for Strathclyde University in student recruitment but I was involved specifically with supporting older students get access to university so it was a widening participation Mm -hmm. uh, agenda that I was involved in and that fitted really nicely with my values because it's all about um, access to opportunity, equality to opportunity Mm -hmm. and uh, so for me that was an ideal job Um, so anything that I've done in my career it's always been related to supporting people um, you know so when i got involved in social enterprise when we moved um, to the east coast uh, 10 years ago then you know it suddenly clicked yeah. this was the this fitted perfectly with my own values mm-hmm. and you know and the skills and experience i had developed in marketing up to that point allowed me then to support the growth of social enterprises yeah. so it was a really nice fit and in fact how, how um, I got involved with Edinburgh University was I was their first social enterprise advisor because there was a real growth in interest in social enterprises yeah. amongst the student ah, body yes, yes. so I got involved and then I was promoted into the student enterprise manager's learning. job yeah. and again of course um, social enterprise is a key element of what we do and I still perform this advisory role even though I lead the team I still do the advisory
1: part as well Yeah,
2: which I love because it keeps me connected yes. with our students yeah, and... Definitely.
0: It's uh, interesting that you talk about values um, because we're working on our online training academy and we talk about developing personal brand and the, the kind of central linchpin to developing yeah. your personal brand is actually identifying what your values are yeah. because you can't like you need to understand you yourself first don't you and yeah. then everything else will fit, fit and feel more comfortable yeah definitely yeah.
2: and I, I think what I was saying there about being authentic mm-hmm. you can only be authentic from a place of knowing yourself yeah. yeah. and that's what I was saying about how now that I'm older I feel as if I'm getting
0: there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe not
2: there completely, but I feel more authentic than mm-hmm. I've ever been, mm-hmm. Um, and that's a real strength—being able to yes. know yourself. Yes, definitely. Um, what so. feels
0: right and fits for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to watch Love Island just now. I think this is season seven, and I was like, right, I'm going to see what all this is about, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no, I cannot watch it. So clearly, that does not align with it's my your values. values. <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: not at
0: all. I totally relate to that, Emily. <laughs> I I can't watch it. Oh,
2: I I just think it's really sad. It, is, is that it's... is that really? Warm?
1: Is that the level? Is at yeah. the bar? So <sighs>
2: yeah, it's awful. We'll give that up.
1: Love <laughs> 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 Island lasted two nights. Yeah. Are, so. <laughs> um, so do you, you have a lot of passion for profit for a purpose? Um, do you think that's been influential in your career? Drink. It was just because it clicked, or was it an intentional choice to go after a career that kind of helped people and supported others?
2: I think you know, just talking earlier about my values, and you know, I, I could quite easily have, you know, I graduated with a, a degree in history, and then went on did a postgraduate in marketing, and I could quite easily have gone into corporate world. But I made a conscious decision that I wasn't going to do that. That just wasn't for me. Right, for you. Yeah. yeah. And as I said earlier, if I had known about social enterprise, I would have done that. Yeah. Straight away. It but it wasn't until later on that I really came across that. Um and that was more um uh, after I had set up my own business, that I suddenly realised I got involved, um in a setting up a community business that was an after-school care club that ran as a social enterprise you know we didn't call it a social enterprise but it was you know we were providing a service people paid for it but we didn't make a profit that went into someone else's pocket it just went straight Straight back back into and we employed two people and we provided really valuable service in the local village where we lived and at the time i was a single mom with a wee one at five and it was perfect because i had you know i benefited from it from having that service and i think you know for me that that you know that was the start of it uh So yeah, I really enjoyed that part of it. And again, I I think actually setting up my own business just gave me that time and space to reflect on what do do I want to do? I Mm -hmm. I don't just want to make money to live. I Mm -hmm. also want to help, support, give back more than just
1: the money and yeah. it, and
2: it you know so i got a huge amount of personal satisfaction from that and in fact that that same out of school care club 20 years later is still going Aww. so that's Aww, a real that's even nice. though i'm not yeah. involved in it now i just think that's some that's a bit of a legacy absolutely yeah, you know, you yeah. think I mean, and that support women, women that have helped yeah, yeah. exactly exactly
0: so um you've mentioned a couple of uh, aspects of your career so we could if you don't mind talking to us about your career journey and specifically get to the point where we talk about um a promotion into a job that you just absolutely hated
2: yeah
0: yeah i always i always ask people when they set
2: up a business what was the motivation what was it that gave you the push mm-hmm. or the incentive to set it up and there's always something yeah. and it's a really interesting story you know when you ask other people but my own story is that um you know I started at Strathclyde um working there I worked there for nine years but by the time I uh, you know I had studied there for five years worked for nine I started to feel a bit institutionalized and things were too easy (laughs) so I thought right I'm going to make a change I'm going to go after something else and at the time local authorities were given responsibility for economic development Mm -hmm. and they were all setting up new economic development departments now Mm -hmm. nowadays every local authority's got that but at the time and you know Bear in mind, I'm 55, yeah, exactly. is that this was all new. And what they were doing is they were hiring marketing uh, and communications people to support marketing of the area. Uh-huh. And at the time, I, I lived in uh, Guruk, which is in the West Coast. It's part of Inverclyde, uh uh, council area and I was hired into that job so I moved from the university from education into economic development and that was an incredibly uh, exciting time and I really enjoyed that job because I was uh, had a fantastic leader um, who was very nourishing and you know not nourishing nurturing that's yes, the right yes. word you know <laughs> and part of a, a small team where yeah. you really felt related you know yes. you were committed to and um, but and of course we were really successful. So what happens when you're really successful? You then get promoted mm-hmm. into jobs higher up. So I was recruited into the chief execs department as their co- you know corporate communications manager for the whole council area, and Ooh. with oh and within three months I realised this was the biggest mistake of my life, and it it, it was just a completely different um, approach. Mm-hmm. So going from a nurturing environment yes. to a toxic, toxic. environment, and you know at least i recognized it early on yeah. and also i still had that f- buzz i suppose from the previous job that i felt st- still confident in myself but i knew yeah. that if i'd
0: stayed there much longer that it would grow- have just sucked it the grow- energy grow- out of me and eroded your confidence as well absolutely
2: mm-hmm. so i uh, i started to think what am i going to do here um because i wasn't going to be able to make that change I was going to have to do something about it myself yeah. and at the time I was going through a divorce as well so I had, a, I had
0: a pillars from I had, all angles well
2: I was going through a divorce so you know my life was a seemed a bit of a mess you know and and work was even worse and I thought so
0: there was no respite no either. respite
2: yeah. it was stress I was waking up in the morning feeling sick going into work you know I I just felt I, that heightened fear level uh-huh. was just so threatening and I thought no I can't I can't you do this I can't do it and I need to take control and that that was a really um a real turning point so that
0: was the push for me and did you I mean that's amazing that you're so self-aware because I think sometimes people are not that self-aware and um and then there's the bravery element as well. So, so you first you identify, then you think, right, I need to take action. Yeah. Did you feel alone when you were going through that, or did you have people around? Uh, yeah, I suppose
2: I did have um, some people around, and i you know, i had a really strong uh, network of support. In fact, probably colleagues of mine who were on the um, the board of our social enterprise. They were a okay, good yeah. female network of support, but also good, good, strong female support through my sister and my mum. Mm-hmm. So I, I did have, yeah. But what was quite interesting was that before I left my job to set up the business, what I did was I put out feelers to people, yeah. so I went out and I tested the water. And when I told people what I was thinking about doing, I got a contract for ten thousand pounds, and that was that. That was before I'd even set the business up. Yeah. So I knew there was a bit of work that was coming through, and yes. I thought, do you know what? That that just gave me a wee bit of security. It might have only you know maybe three or four months or whatever, but it gave me the, something. Yeah. You got- Yeah. Yeah. And that really helped. So I would always say to people, you know, do have a bit of a plan. Mm -hmm. Don't don't overthink it. Have a bit of a plan Mm -hmm. and then, you know, go go for it. Jump. Go for
0: it. What I think I really love about that story is um and sorry that we were kind of focusing in on this because it's obviously it was painful for you, but you know, I worry that people are either unhappy in their professional life or they're unhappy in their personal life and they think, God, I'm never going to get through this. You were unhappy in both and you did yeah. get through this. So anybody out there that's listening, either unhappy in one or other or both, yeah, you just need to be able to identify and go because other people do and yeah. come through and stronger. And they come through it, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose... For in my situation is that I had made the decision about the relationship, my relationship, um, before this all happened with the job in a sense. Okay, so so like a I had taken a bit of control on that and felt stronger for it. Okay, it was hard because it was a, a long relationship of seventeen years to then decide, oh my God, you know, I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna finish this relationship, mm-hmm. uh-huh. especially when you've got a young one. Yeah. Um but so because i had done that and i felt a bit more empowered i think maybe making that decision about leaving, leaving. a well-paid job i mean everybody thought i was crazy yeah I mean, honestly you could see it in their face they're going what on earth are you doing yeah you know um but again when i explained to them it was about taking back control yeah they yeah, understood um, more. yeah and when i share this story with a lot of women the you could see they're nodding they're going absolutely i you can see i understand yeah, yeah, yeah. how
0: important that is laura um, can i ask another couple of quick questions
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, wait before you do that though so you took back control so you left your um job and you went to start off your own just yeah my own marketing back. consultancy yeah, yes just i to did that. clarify we're yeah so actually one is a, a, a reflection
0: and one is a question i often look at comms teams in consuls and i just think that must just be the hardest job i mean they're they're firefighting negativity all of the time because you just can't please the people can you yeah and i've often thought oh i would not for love nor money so i'm not surprised that you'd gone from a very positive let's market this beautiful area um to having to deal with all of that yeah. constant negative how you know it's dysfunctional as yes, well yes. i just think
2: councils generally are quite dysfunctional and organizations actually,
0: <laughs> cultural fit wise like you know i could see you and the, you do know, your strathclyde and that but then going to a council you know oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my point point. Yeah. i and please you know we always say to everybody you don't you don't have to answer so feel free just to kind of um i worry that people sometimes worry about the perception of failure And it stops them from doing stuff, whether it be getting a divorce or walking away from a great job. Did you ever feel worried about, oh, my God, people are going to think I've failed? That whole fear of failure. Yeah. Uh,
2: Well, interestingly enough, this boss that I had in economic development who was the nurturer, Uh one of the key things that we spoke about a lot was no fear of failure. Yeah. Ah, so okay. he was really supportive and instilled that, mm-hmm. and I I still have that with my own team. I say it's about growth comes from failure. Yes, it's maybe you just have to rephrase it. It's, not, yeah. fail- it's not failure. It's a learning. Yes, it's a learning yes. experience. Yeah. Um. So I uh, again, you know, quite quite a positive person and try and put a positive slant. On absolutely everything, everything. you just know. Reframe it, eh? yeah, yeah, reframe yeah.
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, we know we were working on another course, like looking at growth mindset and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it is about that language, isn't it? Like that word failure, and we we were like, no, it's not. You just you just learn. Yeah. But I do I do think sometimes people are so paralysed by that fear of failing that it stops them from taking the action that they know deep down is the right thing for them to yeah. do. I think what you need to do
2: is try and work out why you might feel like that now if you are really worried about how people perceive you Mm. then that it becomes more difficult that's not me
1: Lara is it I don't cry every time someone unfollows me from Instagram (laughs) my mum's very sensitive (laughs) why do you think they did that Lara (laughs) she's like you shouldn't care (laughs) mum
2: Exactly. Stop. I, yeah, Stop worrying about what people yes, think of you, yes. and do what's right for you. Yes. You know. So,
1: um. So before you made the quite big life choice to um leave your job, did you think about it a lot beforehand and really contemplate the pros and the cons? Because my mum um left her job that she'd been in. You know, most of most of your career when me and my brother were born, and her leaving her job was a very not to swear but it was like a yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go yeah she resigned and like yeah. left and that was it yeah she didn't even think about it that much beforehand so did you contemplate or was it quite a, in the moment
2: I'm um see when I'm unhappy or um you know if, if things aren't right you know I've left other jobs mm-hmm. um where the values didn't fit mine. I left and yeah. I left without another job, you yeah. know, to go to. There is something in me as I don't, you know... not going to stick around. I'm not going to stick around, no. And I think I value myself more. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really se- selfish, but I actually think that you mean, need to be a bit selfish yeah, yeah. and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm better than this. I, you know, and just have the... Say, Shit, I'm just going to go. Go. go, I'm going to go. And you are you know?
1: scared when you kind of just leap and go and you don't have anything
2: oh no I love change see I'm oh, a, yeah, I love change I get really excited about change and you know if um if if I don't have enough going on uh, then you that's, get a bit bored yeah, a bit know. bored yeah, exactly so change to me is quite exciting and um so I mean to go back to that did I think about the pros and cons? I think when you're in a situation where it's so bad,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it can only get better. Yeah. and I think that that's obvious. Yeah, and you've you've just got to do it.
0: So it totally reminds me of a um, picture that I've seen of an orange, a peeled orange, so you can see the segments and then one of the orange segments has been taken out and there's a clove of garlic inserted and it's like, it might fit but it doesn't make it right so you can think to yourself oh no, it's fine, I fit, I fit, but if you're if it just isn't right yeah, yeah, and that is basically what happened to me I thought, you know, all of a sudden it didn't fit um, and I was the same, you know. It does, it does sound very petulant. I, you know, did put my coat on in the, at lunchtime and just walk away. But I had been unhappy for about 18 months that led up yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we've had this conversation before. I reflected that I could easily have stayed there till I was 65 and I would have been bitter and twisted and really toxic. Yeah. That'd so I would great. have, that would have been awful for me and everyone else mm-hmm. that I would have worked mm-hmm. with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, do you consider yourself? a forced entrepreneur or did you at that point think you were like a forced entrepreneur? Because even that sounds quite negative. It does, doesn't it? I
2: I just saw it as this great opportunity to use the skills and experience I had. But you know, looking back, I, I ran my consultancy. I mean, it was a lifestyle business. It wasn't that I grew it, you know, and employed five people, and, yeah. you know, or ten people, whatever, and then sold it. I didn't. It was a, it was a lifestyle business. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gave me a huge amount of flexibility. Um, and that allowed me to deal with other issues that yes. came later on in my career um, around family that just was, you know, amazing um one was uh, that my son charlie who's now 26 but strapping 26 year old uh it was diagnosed at 12 with diabetes type 1 diabetes oh. and you know your whole life yeah. you just you feel as if you're going into a black hole you yeah. know you, you just worry you know you've got kids it's just constant, constant worry and then when this happened um and then I, after my divorce, I met someone else, as you do, and ended up having a late baby, (laughs) a surprise late baby, you know, uh, at 40. And of course, You know, when that happens, you know, (laughs) know, early retirement at 55 is not an option. But here I am, I've got a 26-year-old and I've got a 16-year-old. And um, so now I'm trying to think that I've lost the train of thought now (laughs) when I was going with this. But no, I know um, about the flexibility that Uh having a business gave yeah, me yes. which was fantastic you know to cope with yes i mean there's lots of other issues other things as well that happen in your life but they were too quite i don't want to say the birth of my daughter was traumatic but you know it, it does That's 40, it, 40 <laughs> you
0: know <laughs> it was <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're still her favorite daughter if your daughter is listening <laughs> i say that to Matthew all the time you're my favorite daughter and the other one's my favorite son but i only have one of each so it's <laughs> exactly. fine <laughs> exactly sorry Lara, i'm just going to curveball question again um so female financial independence is something that we are really passionate about helping raise awareness yeah. of and everything and did you feel um that was compromised or were you worried about that because you know when you have a job your salary lands in your exactly. account every month no matter mm-hmm. what covid can hit and mm-hmm. you know cer- certainly within a council or a university you're still going to get the salary yeah. um did that worry you that that um needing to actually generate the salary yourself it
2: motivated me actually. oh my god we need to
0: bottle you and i know it. <laughs> it motivated me i
2: but you know i i the that whole fear of generating an income was just because I'd already got a contract yes. from someone yeah, beforehand. beforehand. So that gave me a chance to really then build on that yeah, and yeah. really my business was built on word of mouth uh, and based, you know, when you're a consultant, it's it's you you're selling it. You're selling your skills, experience, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so people, it was always repeat business, lots of repeat business because if you've done a job, a really yeah. good job for someone, they came they back to you again, back, yeah. exactly. So you know that sustained me a lot, um, but yeah, I I, I also used to incentivize myself and what I would do is every new contract I would win, I would go out and buy myself a furl Oh my god! I was just going to say a handbag. <laughs> oh no, I was. I, I've got a real nice collection of furlough oh handbags. Boy. I love. I'm a shoe. I'm a shoe and handbag
1: person. <laughs> you two are scarily similar. It's actually, quite <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: your businesses are the
1: same. You both left your jobs you didn't like. You both shoe and handbag. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. You need to have something oh, like that. absolutely. Know. You know, it's all about yeah. all about you the know boosting treats. your own confidence yes. Yes. and yeah. your own treats. So that was all. That was a nice wee incentive. You yes, know. Oh, you if I can go for that contract, then I'll you, you
1: know get another bag, another
2: handbag. You know, it's. I, I mean, it's so shallow as well, but. <laughs>
1: hey no, you know similar. i think yeah when i when we choose something new I'm, i get my things like jumpers it's a lot more boring but it's not I'll, boring she has a rainbow of colors of oh, beautiful hanging up in your wardrobe yes oh, love it color yeah. coordinated. coordinated i had oh. to get every color we went on a uh, holiday to paris pre-covid time and we were walking around all the shops for me we trying to find the right color of green to work for me because it was the only color i had yeah. missing yeah so i tried on a lot of green jumpers <laughs>
2: I love it. We did. <laughs> I love it. But
1: it is those little things though Yay. that keep you keep you motivated yeah, when definitely. everything else feels like you want to quit a little bit. You're like, well, no, I'll keep going because this little thing. And you
2: and we all deserve a treat. We're yes. worth it. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm um, just looking at those cakes on the table wondering how we're we going to be able to treat ourselves to those <laughs> are recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to wait, mum. You've only got a few minutes to that cake. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned before how when you decided you were going to quit people often reacted saying are you crazy, why are you doing that how did you um, manage the fact that people were um, doubting the choice and did that ever, and I think you're probably just going to say no but did that ever instill any doubt or concern within yourself that you were making the wrong decision
2: I don't think so Lara I mean I, while there was the doubters I also had supporters. Okay,
1: balance. Yeah,
2: who were saying absolutely go for it. You've got you a great. You've got a great skill set, um, and when I when I went out to talk to people um, before I actually you know put in my notice, uh, it was a select group of people that I spoke to that I knew would be. Perhaps influential in terms of maybe getting work, or yeah. you know, yeah. I, they would be able to give me some good advice, and it it all came back very positive. So it was like validating my decision yeah. to go and do it. Yeah. So even though it was a push situation because I was really unhappy, you yeah. know, a fo- forced, as you said, yeah, a forced yeah. entrepreneur. Um, it, when I then went out to validate it, there was so much positive feedback that were, and people were saying. I've got a contract for you
0: wow you know
2: that that, that kind of thing good. and you go oh wow
0: see that's very different to my experience because i left and i had um i didn't talk to very many people that within a network but i went to like say business gateway and i remember the business gateway agent saying to me it's really competitive this kind of industry that you're trying to get into do you think maybe you could ask for your job back and i remember sitting oh, thinking, i know i was just i you know i crap myself i was like what have i done you know <laughs> if, if business yeah. gateway you know the voice of supporting businesses Ah, uh, i was like oh i don't think i could get my job back because i was really rude when i left i wasn't really rude but you know i did kind of just walk out so
1: it is interesting though that um you were able to choose to listen to the supporters and and you know you know brush off the um yeah. doubters because i think most people would be the other way around and mm-hmm. it's in like things within yourself you know you f- have failures with air quotes a couple of times and you focus on those but you ignore the fact that you did xyz uh, successes to get to the, that point yeah so you were actually able to just completely choose it might have been a
2: completely to. different situation if say i had stayed longer than the three months yeah ah. and as as emily said you know if if my confidence had been so Lower. eroded yeah, yeah, maybe, that yeah. I couldn't see the positives from it then yeah, that'd be different yeah um I mean I've always been quite a confident person uh, as well and so I, I and you wonder you always ask like, where does confidence come from uh-huh. um I don't know
0: no no if, we, if only we knew
2: if only we knew we yes. could bottle it we as could say, I was yeah. gonna say yeah, yeah. we could yeah
1: Sell confidence by the ball,
2: yeah, actually just thinking about it, I think probably confidence comes from having good, strong female
1: support
2: support in your life mm-hmm. i' a very you know supportive mum and sister who were very pro women
1: yeah pro very
2: you know uh so always knew that they were would be supportive and be there yeah, for you yeah um yeah. That's interesting. Interesting,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah,
2: should reflect on that.
1: Um, so we're coming to the end of the podcast. Um, but as I mentioned at the start, you now have um, a job. So you're managing the social enterprise um, area of Edinburgh Innovations. So you no longer run your business. What influenced the choice to return to employment and um, sort of leaving the business side yeah, and running it for yeah. Well, I suppose
2: the uh, what happened was uh, we moved from West Coast to East Coast and a lot of yeah. my clients were West Coast based. Um, but I think after 12 years, I mean, running a business can be a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, Sorry for
0: the <laughs> benefit of listeners, I just eye-rolled.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You know, it, it can be. And... Uh, I think probably people have gathered I'm a real people person and when you are working on your own uh, you really miss that and that was one of the things that while I really enjoyed my business and got lots of um, how would you describe it I don't know I got lots of um, passion and lots of opportunity to do new things with lots of different clients it it got to the stage where I was just missing people too much yeah. You want to do and I thinking. really wanted something new to focus on so the, the move to the East Coast was that opportunity to maybe just rethink and yeah. find you know else. reflect on what what else could I do yeah. that would still give me the the passion and the interest and um fits with my value system yeah. and that's really where the social enterprise side of things came, came in. in yeah
1: so in actual fact you're taking back control uh, wasn't necessarily just leaving your employment it was actually more just listening to yourself and what in that moment you needed and that's obviously going to change over time mm-hmm. it's going to be relevant yeah. to the situation and at that point what you needed was to work in a team and be around people again and, and that meant employment which was right for you at the time and I think actually the most interesting part about this podcast isn't actually the fact that you were dealing with personal and professional at the same time it's more or the fact that you left your job and started a business it is knowing yourself enough Mm -hmm. to know what taking back control means at any given time time. which some people may not know and I think it would just take time to yeah yeah yourself. i agree i agree but and i think talking
0: about it and listening to other people mm-hmm. really talk about helps it. you identify it within yourself i think you're
2: right i think you're right having that sort of network of people around you that you can talk these things through in a safe place yeah. and and not feel that you're being judged or yeah. uh, yes yes so absolutely um you're so right lara um it's what's right for you at any given moment mm-hmm. in time and it's about it's about being happy you know that's what we're we're striving for Mm -hmm. is to feel fulfilled and by being fulfilled we're happy yeah um so
1: and that can mean different things at different times absolutely so if you were to give advice to anyone listening that maybe is unhappy and would like to take control whatever that means to them what would your advice be go for it you know uh don't
2: you know don't have a plan have a bit of a plan have a think about it. don't overthink it yeah sometimes that can destroy mm-hmm. the next step yep. um yep. but try and uh, and listen to your heart mm-hmm. and get your head in gear to try and
1: find out what is yeah do and make
2: it. it and make it work and and go
1: for it Great. um well, so we're absolutely. speaking to two i'm speaking to two people that have done that for themselves and i would say that. the both happier now than they were oh god gotcha. oh yeah beforehand. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah just go for it yeah. Who's it that says that no it's not it's just do it doesn't matter. just do it yeah <laughs> <A little laughs> copy- copyright copyright oh no i did not say it no go for it absolutely for it. Yeah. yeah so thank you very much yeah, for coming in today it was, it was great having chatting. you it's a pleasure and um maybe you'll join us again for another chat in the future yes, sometime. Absolutely. And Be thank delighted. You, thank you very much for listening. Bye bye.